Hello everyone, welcome to 40s on 40s. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. This is the pilot episode of the podcast, which means that it may be a little less polished than our more current episodes. We were still getting used to the format and to, you know, cracking open cold ones with the boys, so we had to figure a few things out first. However, we hope you still enjoy the episode. Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah, talking about the 40s, oh yeah, it's 40s on 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. The pilot was taped on Tuesday, August 15th, so that's where we begin with our countdown of the Billboard charts. The first song that we listened to for the podcast was Despacito by Luis Fonzi featuring Daddy Yankee. So kick back, enjoy, and thank you so much for listening. Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito, firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto. Um, so we just listened to Despacito, which is the uh, number one on the billboards uh, present day. I think it's the 15th of August. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, just from hearing it, you know, it's like I feel like I've listened to a lot of other songs um, during this summer, and I feel like this is the song that feels the most like summery to me so far. Okay. Like I feel like a lot of other summer songs have definitely been sort of apocryphal or like sad or kind of like moody, but this is the first one where really, you know, you can picture like listening to it like on a beach somewhere. Yeah. You know, like playing volleyball or something. Yeah, at a bonfire. Yeah. You go make out with someone in your car. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, it's definitely like a good, it's a, it's, you know, it's a really good song to just like hang out with your friends and, you know, crack <laughs> open some beers and listen to it. It's got a really good rhythm. Um, I actually really enjoyed Justin Bieber's um, contribution. Vocals. Yeah, his vocal sounded great. Um, okay. Let me just throw something at you. So, okay. <laughs> okay. I liked the very beginning, there was this acoustic or nylon guitar, mm-hmm. and I could hear the room. Yeah. And I was that was really cool. Okay. And then, then it shifted gears into, like, this sort of, um, sort of modern, electronic-based... Yeah. Um, there was, like, some 808 in there. Catchiness going on. But it, for some reason, it reminded me of Disney... I was just like, I was like, I'm listening to like a Disney Channel song. Wait, why? I don't know if it's just Bieber's voice or if it was like this atmospheric synth or like string replica. Was it like too clean? Is that why? Um, it might mostly be Bieber. I don't know. Hmm. Um, obviously, there's like they're capitalizing on the huge crossover appeal between like rap pop r&b and then latin yeah like world so, music yeah because you know like daddy yankee's on there and he's been around for a really long time and i feel like he's sort of he sort of like bridges the gap between like the actual the, artist and like justin yeah. bieber i think it's the the i liked how they transitioned between the genres um like the rhythms and the instrumentation would change like when it was went over to the spanish singer yeah. spanish speaking singer i should say um, all of a sudden, you get the bass gets the bump, 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 and then mm-hmm. the rhythm gets the um, ka, um, ka, um, ka, um, you know. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was probably um, actually the like half singing, half rapping in Spanish. Yeah. The I think that was Daddy Yankee's verse. Okay, that was I was down with that. I don't know Daddy Yankee, but I was down with that. That was cool. Yeah, I agree. I actually think that was one of my favorite parts too, because the the. The melodic part kind of dropped out a little bit, and it just relied on the rhythm mm-hmm. and, like, the rap. 
And that was cool because it like it took it back in a way where it sort of like pulled the energy back for the verse, but then right. it it like pushed out this new sort of like feel with like the rhythmicness of that's not a word uh, the rhythm of the rapping with the rhythm of the beat like it yeah. went really well together yeah um, like I <clears throat> I have I have a uh, when I was like very young and mm-hmm. it, it, like I've always been very keyed into just rhythm. Uh, in percussion yeah so i think that's part of the reason why that part i was like oh yeah my head started bobbing more and i was like down with it i kind of started wanted to dance (laughs) um i think it did its job then yeah it did um but then after that point it's like it felt like it started being becoming more like too repetitive like the vocal delivery and the melodies were just so similar and it I mean, I'm assuming, like, most music today, the vocals were very heavily treated and cut yeah, and chopped and, like, totally. auto-tuned. Well, I or think, pitch-corrected, I should say. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, though, like, the... You know, because it's, like, the repetitiveness of, like, the chorus. Um, but I, I thought that, you know, I thought it worked. I thought that it still carried the song well. Um, I think the repetitiveness is sort of the nature of sort of like the because there was sort of an electronic influence in there too right with like the mm-hmm. 808 beats and like the way that the DJ was kind of making it go mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah most of the instrumentation was um, yeah yeah um, electronic yeah um, so I, I don't know I feel like the repetitiveness sort of it didn't really bother me all that much uh, but I could see how you know it could it could kind of get more into like the background of your you know of right. your focus after a while I mean overall though I would say there was there's nothing super memorable about it mm-hmm. or, or super like, oh man, I really want to hear that one vocal part or that one like bass drum part again or like Okay. There's nothing that jumped out at me. Yeah. Um It kinda reminded it, me of like those those like nineties Enrique Iglesias mm-hmm. like singles. Cause yeah. it kind of some of them sort of had that, that similar rhythm. Um maybe even the same key, but anyway. Um it was in D. <laughs> oh, well, aren't you fancy? No, it was, um, I think it was more of a minor key, most of it. Yeah. Anyway, um, point being, I liked the song. Um, I thought it was pretty strong. I mean, I could see why it's number one, you know, it's... Uh, okay, no, I could see why it's number one, but I didn't... I didn't like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Harsh vote from Rossi. Yeah, well, no, I, I give that a, um... I don't know. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Damn, yeah. that is harsh. No, that's not bad. That's like okay. That's okay. That's I like, guess we we haven't really established the the rating system yet. So yeah, I would give it. I mean, I'd give it like a seven and a half, eight out of ten. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell? I liked it, man. I really liked it. Oh, okay, I guess. Okay, you liked it then. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna, I I was gonna be like, well, then what would be a ten or a five? Well, listen, I'm not saying that you know around the seven point five to eight range. That's a pretty broad spectrum. I feel like that's where a lot of things I listen to will probably fall. Is like the seven to eight range. Mm-hmm. I feel like a five. A five for me means different from a five from you. Oh, I think because I think a five from you is like average, but a five for me is like you know starting to go into like right. I was pretty. I didn't really feel strongly about it. Okay, but I said a half. Yeah. On the other hand, you didn't feel very strongly about it, yeah. so maybe a five makes sense. Note but. to self, though, let's avoid the rating system. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of arbitrary, and um, like we both have different different yeah. systems yeah. i guess like i don't know i guess we'll just give like a general feeling of it yeah how we felt about it we could do um, we could do like a well we, yeah go we ahead. could do like an anthony fantano-esque system where we can do like a not good to a meh to a good 
Yeah, or just say how we feel about it. <laughs> or just say how we feel but, about um, it in okay. normal terms. Uh, should we say anything about the lyrics? This is what I would say. Is, okay. I thought they were, um, you know, very typical. Like, yeah. what young people are just very concerned about is, you know, attraction, sex, possible <laughs> possible relationship. Um, I was like, okay. There were, uh, it was a little sexy, the whole, you know, go slowly, whisper in my ear. Things, yeah. And I like that. Um I w- reading the lyrics, I did like the one metaphor, which was uh, was it like the metal magnet metaphor? No, not that one. I like okay. I like the um, let me write on the walls of your labyrinth, which is sort of like you know through penetration, he's making his mark within her walls. Uh-huh. But I like the idea of, of uh, the metaphor of the the woman's part being a labyrinth, and that he's going to help turn it or create or um, help be part of making it a manuscript it was interesting to me the idea of a interesting penis part being a or it's almost it's almost like in that sense like the the lady that he's after is sort of like this mysterious mm-hmm. sort of figure and so he wants to like figure out her labyrinth exactly yeah um, There's, it's rich with possible interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Not just the sex metaphor, but I mean that's probably what they're going for anyway. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, you know, look at the lyrics. Like I wasn't particularly for me. Like the lyrics, especially because it was in a language that I didn't understand. I didn't really care as much about the lyrics uh, for the wordage as I did about just like the the sound phonetically of them, which I thought you know it like the pronunciation and everything was really good. Yeah. Um, there was definitely some lyrics about, like, uh, whispering in her ear and being like, I know you want it, which I know is, like, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't always mean, like, kind of, like, that weird, like, I know you want it, so you... It's not, it, like, it doesn't necessarily go as far as, like, you know, Blurred Lines does, but um, it sort of was a, was a flag of suspicion for me, I guess. Yeah, it was slightly creepy. But It was a little bit creepy. Also, the, like, I want to breathe in your ear, or no, I want to breathe on your neck and, like, whisper things slowly, in your ear yeah. slowly, yeah, so. It's just, it's painting, it's giving you the details of, uh, you know, foreplay. Right, but to me, that's more like foreplay than it is, you know, being a creeper. Yeah. Um, especially because he says that he wants to, like, figure her out, which means that that means yeah. he's putting in more work than just being like I know I like I know you want me it's a little bit more than that I feel I like the I I'm still stuck on the labyrinth thing it's like <laughs> the woman's part is complex but then just her as a woman like you know her actual who she is is maybe complex and um this and he's he's trying to make like leave a mark and right. part, be part of it I don't know um I would probably never talk about this on the actual podcast but do you know about like duck vaginas uh, no. So, the way a duck vagina works, sorry listeners, hypothetical listeners, is that, um, basically the, um, the male duck's penis is like a corkscrew. Oh, yeah. And so, when it penetrates the female, uh, the female's vaginal canals are like multiple, there's multiple chambers, and so the duck's, the male duck's penis has to find the correct chamber to go through to impregnate the female but the female can decide she doesn't like a male duck and like close off the right passage and just like keep open the wrong ones <laughs> so it's almost like uh, I mean obviously this I don't think they're talking about ducks here but like you know <laughs> it sort of reminds me of like the female duck and like you know <laughs> just that way of like her sort of being in control of the situation even though like the dude is the one penetrating like she's the one that kind of decides 
whether or not he can figure out her labyrinth. Right. If that makes any sense. Of course, that's a lot of, like, you know, inferring, and he doesn't necessarily say any of that, so I guess that's not right. a real argument. I just saw that connection because but, uh, the, the duck's The duck's um, sexual process <laughs> is definitely worth noting, <laughs> just, as a, uh, just as a way of understanding life and, you know, good you information know, to have. Yeah, that's. I always think it's good information to, to share, so um, anyway... I think that's probably all we that's have to say about this one. Okay, cool. All right, so that was uh, Wild Thoughts, which is DJ Khaled featuring uh, Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. And let's see, there's someone else on Call here, Call me too. Rihanna. Yes. Don't be shy. I, I won't be shy. I will definitely call you Rihanna from now on. Um, no, she has my number. Oh. She's going to call me. Oh, she's going to call you. Okay, just kidding. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to be to try to be blocking that. At first, I was like, hey, I just, I can't. I'm too busy with music, please. <laughs> Sorry. But now I've changed my mind after hearing that song. You can call me. I'm a little busy. Um, okay, so it's... Oh, nope, stop that. Okay, so basically it's Rihanna and Bryson something. Okay, go Bryson. Go Bryson. Um, so, <laughs> firstly, I think we have to address... I think we have to address the Santana sample. Um, Did you like it or not? So, here's my thing, is that I actually really... I thought the chorus was actually really good. So um, did I. And, so you did know, I. normally, the, normally like, Rihanna doing the, like, repetition of words thing kind of bugs wow, me. Wow, wow. It's yeah, super, same here. It yeah. super bugged me on work, and yet on this song yes. I was actually super down with it. It's same here. Um, same exactly. Which really surprised me, because I think, I think when I first heard it, I got, like, PTSD flashbacks of work. But I think on this song... She sounded more like convinced that she should be singing the song, you know. I think on work, what bugs me about it is the way that she says work is kind of like dismissive and kind of like she's already over it as soon as she says the word. Whereas, like on this one, it's like kind of got this sexy groove behind it Mm -hmm. and she's more like enticing somebody, and so it like it feels more uh, genuine, I think, in this song than on work. I uh yeah, I was not irritated by that, <laughs> that, like, uh, how would I describe it? That sort of, uh, half over it, don't give a fuck feeling. Yeah. Of, of, um... It's kind of like an apathetic feeling. Yeah. Um, but I thought her singing was very, um, sensual, and I thought it was very good. And yeah. The, I think the melody, like, the melody and chord progression of this song was, to me, very memorable and catchy. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And it totally. was like, I was grooving to it. I liked I liked the groove more. Like, I liked the groove more of this song than the, the last one. Yeah, it's actually funny because, like, in another universe, you could probably uh, do, like, a... Do, like, a... Um, what do you call it? Why can't I remember it? Like, you could basically smash these two songs together, mm-hmm. and you would basically have... You could have the same a same similar beat for each song, you know, like they both right. kind of have like that down which like remembering Maria Maria, which is the original Santana song, it kind of has that groove anyway. 
So, I think that's probably why I'm thinking of it. Um, yeah. Real, I, real quick, though, I mean, so, I definitely enjoyed Rihanna's singing. Um, I mean, Rihanna's got a great voice. Yeah. There's no denying that. And I think that her voice was probably one of the best parts of the song. It's definitely carried the song, for sure. Um... But having said there was one line and I heard it and I had to double check. Uh-huh. It was the I hope you know I'm for the taken, you know this cookies for the baking? Uh-huh. Which I was like, okay, okay. She's a cookie you must take. So I've realized that there's like a lot of there's, there's just a lot of baking metaphors with Rihanna. Like there's a song called Cake. Is this it's just, are, are you implying there's a <laughs> um, very um, Macho, like, <laughs> like what's the word? Um, misogynist undertone of her just being a cookie, man. her just being, or a, her baking, being a baked good. You stay in the kitchen, woman, for men to eat, dude. Uh, I didn't. I actually didn't even think about that. That is actually <laughs> much deeper. Well, here's the thing: is that I don't actually don't know. I wonder if Rihanna has any writing credit on the song. Oh, wait, no. Okay, no, hold on, hold on. I doubt that. You know what's actually funny, though? Fucking, um... Carlos Santana does have a writing credit on this song, mm-hmm. which means that they recognize that Santana did contribute the line, which actually makes me feel a little more okay with it being in there. I'm cool with it. I kind of still thought... I don't know. I mean, I have my own opinions on sampling. I will try not to bring that bias in here. Yeah. But I thought that considering the rest of the song, I thought the sample was tasteful. I didn't think yeah. it was, like, being overwrought or, over, no, or like, overstaying its welcome. Rihanna's verses and choruses and the sample work dope. Yeah. And um, I must say, when I heard Bobby Boucher, the Waterboy reference... I was like, oh, hell yeah. You're instantly behind it? Just talking with my friends about how hilarious that movie is. Oh, my God. Wait, did she she make the mention to it? Uh, No, it was DJ uh, Khaled. No, I don't think it was DJ Khaled. It was was Bryson. Bryson, Oh, man. I'm so bad that I don't remember his name. It was Bryson something. Um, Sorry, Bryson. My bad. Um... Well, so, another thing, I don't know, maybe this is just me being like, oh, those rap lyrics are so crass, so maybe this is just (laughs) some bias. Um, Definitely, he was like, I heard that pussy for the taking, which is kind of like, you just walk up and grab it, Yeah. you know, it's kind of weird. I I would agree, I think many people, myself included, (laughs) pussy is a little bit of a vulgar term. Well, I mean, I, I'm not even saying, like, pussy in the term that the word is vulgar. I'm just saying that it's, like, it's for, it's the, for taking. the taking. It's for anybody to grab. It's for anybody um, to take. It feels like it's sort of just, like, she's just, like, thrown out there in the middle of the I gladiatorial think, ring, you I know? Think I think it's more like she's not... She's single. Okay. And if you are uh, assertive and confident and she likes you, you know, maybe you maybe Okay. So you're thinking it's more of like it's something to be earned. It's not a Trump thing, yeah. Okay, okay. It's not a Trump grabbing pussy thing. 
I'm gonna go there. Hash, we, hashtag uh, hashtag politics Kofi and music. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Kofi. Kofi. Um, the, well, the other thing that I thought was really hilarious in his verse, which totally distracted me for the rest of the song, at least as far as his verse was concerned, was the "Yeah, I treat you like a lady, lady. Fuck you till you're burned out, cremation." <laughs> <laughs> that one I was like, look, man, putting those next to each other. Is uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just I don't know if that's convincing. I don't and know if that's very laugh, convincing. But then also, it's like, wait, like, are you? Is it like, does she not want it anymore? And you're just going till she's dead, <laughs> and you have to cremate her because you can't. Right? Are you cremating her because like, like the it. sex is so hot that it burns you both, or is it that you fuck her till she's dead and then you have to fucking get rid of the body? Like because yeah, you raped her. Right. That would be bad. Um, this got too dark. Don't. Yeah. DJ's not like that. We're he just makes, talking about. We're talking about DJ Dude he does I mean He He says we the best Every Goddamn track he does Dude DJ Khaled Have you seen the music video To this song by the way Um I've just seen I've just seen like You know Gifs of it Because it's like A big song right now But literally It's like Rihanna And Bryson Are just like walking And being like Yeah we're cool And young and hot And then like DJ Khaled's like Walking behind them And he's got like That DJ Khaled Like look Just like You know The slight chin down Like eyes up Just like yeah Yeah I'm DJ Khaled And like he's That's creepy I know He's just like There in the background He's not even Really saying anything He's got like That pursed lips Sort of look Oh okay (laughs) Just like that there. I got a I got a reference for you. I got to throw out. There. Okay, okay. Chin down, eyes up, made me think of Psycho. Anthony Perkins, fucking chin down, eyes up. Oh yeah, film, just that's the look. That's the look. Except instead of Anthony Perkins like creepy smile, you've got like DJ Khaled's like kind of kind of like duck face going. Uh, okay. It's kind of weird. Kind of arousing. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, you know, I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge duck face. Fetishes, you know. Face I can't duck face Khalid, <laughs> dude. I feel like one of the DJs stood for like duck. Ooh, wait. Okay, what's another word that starts with J that relates to the face? Um, we're not gonna go. We're not. We're not gonna go there. Anyway, I don't know. So, outside of the lyrics, outside of Rihanna, um, I thought the production was good. I thought mm-hmm. the song was catchy. Um, I honestly wasn't very impressed with Bryson's verses. Uh, I feel like they were kind of standard issue, like, rap, like, boasting fair. I feel like he, I mean, I feel like definitely some of, some of them are witty, but I actually thought a lot of Rihanna's lines were wittier than his, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I don't know. I mean... I realize that it's sort of, sort of the feeling of it is that, like, you know, you're out, you're out at night on the town in a club and, like, you know, you're trying to hit on another chick, so, like, I get that a lot, there's a lot of swagger in there, but, um, I don't know, I feel like Rihanna's lines definitely hit me, uh, better than Bryson's did, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I don't know, I would, I would give that, like, a pretty, like, above meh, I don't, I, like... You know, again, we don't really score things here, but um, I think I enjoyed it, but I think I could easily forget it after, like, a week of not listening to it. Slash, it makes me just want to listen to Supernatural Mm -hmm. and just listen to, like, more Santana music. That's basically what it does. Yeah, I would say I enjoyed it more than the other, the the Despacito song. Yeah? Okay. Um, I enjoyed it more than that, um, but it, you know... I'm not I'm not often in the mood to like 
feel sexy at a club and like try to hook up with someone. <laughs> well, which, listen, Josh, that, that might just be you, like what, all right? <laughs> it seems what, it seems like what all this music is about. It's like you go to a club, you get drunk, and it's like you try to get sexy and right. At a certain point, it's like. I'm gonna tell you right now. If there's another, if there's another two songs like this, I'm gonna start getting like, okay, I need something that actually speaks to me. Uh, you know, I'm not but gonna lie okay. to you, Josh. Uh, I don't know if you listen to a lot of pop music, but I think that's, I think okay. we might have some of that in store. But, um, you know, I will say though, um, on the note, gonna, on the yeah. note of me wanting to listen to more Santana, if Santana was ever to make like a Supernatural two, I feel like. If he collaborated with Rihanna, I feel like that'd be really cool. Like, I feel like they could make some cool music together. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, he, because you know, Wyclef Jean is actually the one, or Wyclef Jean, excuse me, okay. pronunciation. Uh, Wyclef Jean was the one that originally sang Maria Maria, which is what the sample's from. Okay. And he does a lot of like R&B rap stuff. So I feel like if he collaborated, if Satana collaborated with Rihanna, it would be like a similar cool vein of like that kind of music and I feel like I could turn out really well. Right. In my opinion. Um okay, I I must say mm-hmm. okay, if I was at here's the thing though, if I was at a club Okay. I would I would rather not listen to like all of these very sultry like what okay. two people are gonna be doing to each other right. and what they want and okay. just, like blah blah blah. Okay. If I was at a club and I wanted to dance or like ha- be f- happy and have a good time, I'm gonna put on like Michael Jackson, some Motown um, like feel good music, just that kind of music, you know. I, I'm way more down with. Well, um, Quincy Jones, just in general. Well, you know, Josh, this is top forties, so um, generally we're dealing with artists that are still alive. Um, so unfortunately, I don't know. This next one actually might be a little bit more. I miss you, Michael. We'll see. I know we miss you, Michael. Anyway, good stuff. On to the next one. So we just listened to Unforgettable. Can I, um, can I say something first about it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh, but well, okay. So first, I just want to say it was French Montana um, featuring Sway Lee. Now you can, now you can say. Okay. Your piece. <laughs> All right. So the Despacito, mm-hmm. where I had the most like genre, rhythm, mm-hmm. and like meter sort of changes and in interestingness. This one, it took that same Latin, mm-hmm. and it was the whole way through. The basic sound of the entire song was the same. Right. So, in a way, it was hypnotizing, which is kind of cool. The vocals sounded slightly underwater, fair amount of reverb. Um, All of that was, like, very boring, in a way, to me, unless, unless I was, like, say I was shwasted after a party... Mm-hmm. Then it probably would have very much suited my my state of being if I was like wasted, and I might have vibed with it. But being as it was, it was like very boring. Didn't like his voice too much. The lyrics were like blah. Same subject matter as all the other songs, mm. and um, you know, I yeah. I gotta say, man, out of out of the three we've heard so far, um, considering this song's name. 
I would say this is probably the most forgettable yes, of all you. three of them. <laughs> you know what? That is all we need to say about the song is Unforgettable is the most forgettable Extremely song forgettable. you will ever hear. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I'm just going to go into this really quick because I can't help myself and I have to. Uh-huh. Um, the line that I thought was the most egregious out of it, uh, by far, in my opinion, um... If you loved your girl, then I'm so, so sorry. I gotta give it to her like we in a marriage? Yes. Is that, that, you know, it sounds like there's a very specific kind of sex that he's talking about. But to me, like, marriage sex is like missionary, vanilla, uninteresting sex. Yeah. Um, you know, not trying to hate on married couples here, but like... And or just no sex. Right, or like the, you know, apathetic handjob sex. Yes. You know? Like, to me, like, if you're trying to get with a chick and you're trying to impress her, you don't say that you want to give it to her like you're in a marriage. I'm going to give it to you like we both fitty and I can't, and I can't keep it up no more. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you like we've been married for 30 years and we both work day jobs and we've both been worn down through years of, I'm going to give it to you like I'm popping Viagra, bitch. <laughs> Like, like straight up, it's, you know, I feel like he got it confused with, like, you know, you're the one I want to marry, but until then, we're going to freak, versus, like, we're already married, so now I'm going to fuck you. Like, that's not really, I don't really think the opposite approach is the right way to it'd be, yeah, get it'd be better at it, you if know? you specified, like, it was the honeymoon. Yeah. Um, now, I will actually say real quick, Sway Lee, uh, the rapping was actually the most interesting part to me in this song. Uh, the rapping was good when I when I was able to, you know, when I looked up from the lyrics and just let it let it flow. I thought actually the rap flow was way more engaging than the actual singing flow, in my opinion. Um, this is just making me sad that Michael's gone. <laughs> You're just, just hung up on Michael, man. I'm just like, Michael did... Uh, associated version of this thing way better than everyone. I know. Rihanna's man. great though. Rihanna, I, I'm down with Rihanna. That's really good. I mean, you know, we gotta we gotta look at the new heroes we have. Uh, you know, Michael was a revolutionary and he paved the way for a lot of people. But I think there's a lot of good, talented artists out there now that there are, are doing just it. You know, not so far in the top forty, there's not except just Rihanna. just not French Montana. Um, at least not in this case. You I, know. Shouldn't, I shouldn't say just Rihanna. There were other interesting elements to the first song. Right. So there's cool things happening. And there's more songs down here that I think uh, have a little bit more variance to offer than uh, kind of the, the recycled sort of Latin beat that we've been getting over the last three songs. Right. Um, it's really interesting, though, because it seems like, you know, they picked on that one song, which was Despacito, and everybody immediately was like, that's the beat, that's the summer beat, and honestly, now everyone's though, doing it. Honestly, that that has been happening for pretty, I don't know. I what, mean, that's a that's a normal thing that yeah. happens, right? Like, that. I mean, that beat's pretty, that's been in popular music for a while, but, like, um, yeah, fuck, there's, like, this Drake song that's, like, huge, that is, uh... Same group. Anyway. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Um, the, as a parting comment on this one, the la- the one line that I did like from Swiley, uh, it was in the last the last part of the last verse, was the, uh, I, I want your mind and your body, don't mind nobody as long as you don't hurt nobody. I thought that that was clever. I thought that it was at least trying to give a little bit of wordplay. That was cool. That's a cool line, yeah. 
Um, I, I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> of course, it went into the baby girl, work your body, work your body, which is yeah, like... It, just, it was trapped within <laughs> such... It had the confines. Drab. Yeah. I forgot it. It was just too forgettable. It was, it was very forgettable. Sorry, it's a bad pun, but we have to make it. It was setting itself up for that. Forget so. you, man. Forget anyway. You. Cool. On to the next one. Alright, so, last one. Uh, we just listened to Believer by Imagine Dragons. Um, we're officially at the end of the 40s, too, which is very exciting. It's a very yeah. exciting time. Um, so, I just want to say, actually, because uh, you had the first word on the last one, I kind of want to have the first word on this one. Um, Music-wise, I actually, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the production. I enjoyed the tight, I really enjoyed the percussion on this one. I thought the percussion elements were super cool. There was a lot of different yeah. sounds from the percussion, which I feel like Imagine Dragons, that's kind of been their thing, like, even from Radioactive when they had, like, that big, like, that big bass drum that the dude was hitting. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, like, it almost had, it sounded like they had spoons in here at one point during it one of the cool. verses it was cool the thing is though is that for me um the fucking the first half of the chorus i like was not into it all actually yeah i i thought the falsetto was it just didn't sound like dude was really doing you know it didn't sound like he was doing him it sounded like that falsetto was like something that he was pushing really hard because he thought it would sound cool but it didn't really sound authentic and like it didn't really sound that well practiced Okay. Um, I, in my opinion, okay. I just because I don't know Imagine Dragons well, I just know that one huge single. Right. No, me name. too. Me too. So when I heard this, I was like, okay, that's interesting. They're using the same motif, which is the um, they have they they build this anticipation for a drop. Yeah. Like, I'll let the thing drop. Right. On the on the on beat one, and then they drop it on beat three. It's like right. It's like three. Yeah, exactly. And then they drop it. It's like, okay, there's the same motif there. Um, Mm -hmm. I, it's like, this is a song that's not about hooking up with someone or being attracted (laughs) to someone. You're right. But but the lyrics are like, they're so vague and like... Yeah, they're very generic. There's nothing, there was nothing insightful or interesting. And it was like, there's so many, it was like kind of, a number of non sequiturs where it was like, okay, who are you talking about now? What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, right. It was like vague without like interesting interpretation um, openings. It was just like empty. It was, it, it seemed very empty to me overall. It's funny because like the way the song started, the first line is first things first, I'm going to say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. Exactly. And, and I'm then, like, fuck like, yeah. yeah. Tell me what's going to happen. I'm so yeah. into it. What's up, Because like, especially, you know, because like, you know, the the world lately has been nuts, so I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's go on this journey. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then literally, next line, he's like, don't tell me what you think I could be. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be about you. Uh-huh. It's like, it's not... 
it kind of, it kind of like instantly let me down. Because yeah. like at first I thought it was gonna be like it was gonna be this like angry like yeah like fuck everything like I just wanna yeah. I just I thought it was gonna be like I'm a believer as far as like I believe in myself in the midst of like chaos. But it seemed like it was more just sort of a generic like a generic like teenager like oh don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm the master of my sea. Yeah, dad. You're not my real dad. Instead of of giving us, like, a specific, like, what are you fed up with? Now, here's the thing. Other than, like, some person that's saying you can't and you're saying I can. It's, like, very very generic, like, I'm a believer. I can. I'm the master of my fate. It's, like... Right. It's the generic, like, you know, like, trying to make it through adversity, sort of. It's, like, okay, yeah, go ahead. The sad thing is always... Okay, I'm gonna get kind of real with you right now. Oh shit. Okay, here's the Real talk with Rossi. Here's the sad thing. Yeah. Getting real with Rossi is that there's a lot of people who are maybe like stuck in jobs where Mm -hmm. they are basically being, they're exploited workers. Right. And perhaps they feel like, you know, man, fuck you. Like I can, you know, blah, blah, blah. That might relate to this. Don't tell me I can't because I can and I'm, I have more power and control and like blah, blah, blah. When they don't, and they can relate to the song, but they never really awaken to like getting involved with politics or right. understanding the way the world works. They just have this general feeling of oppression, and they they're relieved by this this song from their feeling of oppression, and they don't sure. they don't ever become educated or take action. Sure, I mean I could see that um, because. You know, I think it's easy for... Well, because when you write pop songs, you want to make them as relatable to as many people as possible, right? So, like, you kind of... If you're going to write a song that's going to be high up, you want to write it in a way that a lot of people can relate to it. Um, so, in that way... Yeah. In that way, being generic is sort of a, a thing to do so that more people can kind of attach themselves to it. Um, it's interesting, actually, that you that you're that we're talking about this now because I'm looking at the lyrics and it sounds like it is it is actually telling a fairly specific story um in the second part he says I was broken from a young age taking my soul to the masses write down the poems for the few that means that he's like when he was when he was young he wrote songs and he tried to bring them to people and they thought it was dumb uh, right. Singing for heartache from the pain, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the pain. So that's like you know he had a shitty time growing up, so he like wrote songs to feel better, which like I could see that that's understandable. But um, but then it goes into the you, you know, like is he talking to his parents? Is he talking to church? Is that because it has kind of this like sort of church like sort of gospel yeah. feel to it? I, I don't know. I, I honestly feel like it's. I feel like it's just spattering out uh, lines to appeal to as many people as possible. <laughs> that as many people as possible that feel a little bit oppressed or okay. feel othered, and it's not really giving a specific like which exact group is feeling othered and what they should maybe think or feel or how to help them. Right. It's just like this oppressed othered thing that they're speaking to. Yeah. And it's trying to empower them, but it's not. It's like. It's interesting because that first line is very specific, but then the second line goes back to being vague, like you're saying. Right. Because he says, I was choking in the crowd, living my brain up in the cloud, 
falling like ashes to the ground, hoping my feelings that they would drown. So at that point, it's like, okay, like, you're a young kid with aspirations, but, like, the man is getting you down, which is, like, that's pretty, you know, a lot of people feel that. I feel like that's a pretty generic statement. Um, Also, there's mention of breaking and raining down, which I guess is sort of a, it's one of those, those um, mantras that, you know, you can bring into a Honestly, pop song. It, to me, it's just like, how can we tap into these oppressed feelings of these different people? Right, and like, I don't know, especially without... on that on the last verse, it's like talking about you, but it's talking about they, and it just like mixes up the, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm trying to read it, read too much into it. It's just maybe... way too fucking vague, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like kind of empowering these people, but it's there. There's no, it won't help because there's no specificness or detail to it. It's All like right. okay, if you're oppressed within your economic or class condition, like how do you help that? If you're oppressed in a relationship, how do you help that? If you're oppressed by um, uh, a religion or like whatever form of oppression like it doesn't offer any sort of actual idea or insight or solution it's just like trying to generally tap into that with everyone so they can kind of bob their heads and relate a little bit and like you know let it play now you could argue as well that it's exploiting um, it in my opinion it's not helping it it's not it's exploiting it. it yeah i mean i think you could you could make that argument for sure um, fuck you, Imagine Dragons. Fucking Imagine Dragons, man. Well, the other thing, too, is it's like... What... You know, it's like it's kind of like, what is the song trying to say? Like, what is its main theme? Like, what's its thematic point? Is it that... Is it that he's telling a story about himself? Or is it that he's trying to impart wisdom onto, like, what he went through for other people that are feeling the same? Yeah. Is it, like, is it, is it like a story, is it like a cautionary tale of, like, how he grew up and how he got to be how he is? And so it's like, oh, now he's a believer because he believes in, like, overcoming? Or is it like he's trying to convey that to other people who are feeling the same way? Or is he, like, trying to do both and neither is really working? Um, I kind of feel like he's trying to mix the two together, and in that sense, it sort of muddles the message of it a little bit. It's very muddled. Um, I would say the whole song is very muddled. Yeah. In terms of who exactly it's... How it's trying to maybe uh, help anyone, yeah. or or how it... Uh, or what he even means by all of the vague terms sure. that he's saying now, is what muddled. I... Like, Believer itself is incredibly vague and right. muddled. It's like, is it... What a, do you believe in and why? Right, and like, how, like, you know, there's, yeah, there's that whole side of things. Which, you know, we drank 40s, so... Yeah, I'm buzzing, it, so I'm making slightly less, <laughs> slightly less, less sense than I should, but... No, that's fine, though. Well, I mean, in, in the end, to me, you know, outside of the lyrics, like, completely if you ignore the lyrics entirely, um, I thought the, I thought the production of the song was really good, I thought the percussion of the song was really good. Um, I even thought the the melodic line that he was singing, like, just the notes alone outside of the lyrics was fine. But I thought when he got to that chorus, it just didn't really work for me. Yeah. Um, The the chorus, the chorus was, like you were saying, it was trying to do this drop. 
and it just didn't really work because of the way that the falsetto hit, you know? Right. Like, yeah. if it had hit in a way that was a little bit more, like, power behind his voice, uh-huh. um, then it would have worked out better. I would say, me. I would say this is my least favorite song. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's I shocking. actually, because the other one, the... Your for, least favorite? The forgettable uh, one. Even than, even more than Unforgettable? Yeah, because the Unforgettable, it was, like, at the very, like, that didn't annoy me the okay. way this one sort of did. Okay. And also, like, if I was exiting a party and I was drunk, like, more, <laughs> like actually drunk, because I'm just buzzed now, but if I was drunk uh-huh. and I got into my friend's car and we were driving to, like, wherever we're going next, okay. and that song came on, I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, this is where I'm at right now. I'd be fucking like unforgettable. You'd be all about that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of with that right now. (laughs) This song, I would just be like, change it. If I was (laughs) if I was drunk at a party and leaving, and we were in a car and some whatnot, I'd be like, oh, change it, change that shit. Like I'm gonna throw up, change it. You know what? I almost feel like this is kind of a song that like it it thinks that it's a thinking man's song. It's not though. But it's not. And like when you and I, that's one reason that 40s on 40s is. you know, it's a different way of us thinking about music, but it's also, like, it's in the sense that we almost become, we start to care about things that aren't as deep, almost, I want to say. And so it's, like, if you're trying to be a song about, like, the everyman and about, like, yeah, I'm going to build you up, it's, like, when you're drinking 40s, you don't really give a shit about that, you know? Like, you really care more about, like, you know, the vibe and the mood, and I feel like this song is sort of disingenuous to both of those, in a way. Because it's, like, on a lyrical level... Okay, I would agree. I would agree that I start giving less of a fuck of, of, <laughs> of what you said. That was an assumption, I'm sorry. No, I, I would agree that. with that. I would agree with that. But... Yeah. But I still do. And, like, if someone were to do it in, like, a more insightful and detailed way, it, right. would, it would reach me. But because they, like, muddled it up so poorly and it just seemed like an ex- exploitation then it caught my ear enough to listen and then be pissed off about it. Yeah. So I was like, nah, man. I'm gonna fucking listen to, like, some punk or, like, Bob Marley or, like, something that's, like, more, like, yeah, man, tell me how to... I relate to that, you know? You know what, man? I actually, um... It's a shame that Lana Del Rey's new album isn't anywhere on here because I feel like Lana Del Rey's music is good music to, like, listen to to just fucking... If you're really drunk, and I mean, we're not really drunk right now, but like if you're like going out from a party and it's like that kind of music, like that vibe of just like, you know, mm-hmm. different textures and swirling stuff, that's of course biased though. And, um, you know, that's something that doesn't relate to this song at all. But again, I think that this song thinks it's a really smart song, but it's not a very smart song, in my opinion. Well, they're smart enough to tap into exploiting oppressed feelings enough to get to the number four spot on the top 40. Shots fired. There you go. Um, that is amazing. Holy shit. What? That noise you just made. <laughs> that air was horn. so realistic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I practice that shit, dude. I actually think on the podcast, if you were to listen to that, you might not even tell. You, you couldn't could tell. probably think there was just an oh air horn. God. Like, shots fired. <laughs> Yeah, like straight up. All right, I'm just telling you right now. Next time we're in front of other people, I'm gonna make you do that. Oh uh, shit! All right, that's a lot of pressure, but um, you know. Okay, before we go, I'm, okay. I'm buzzed enough to where I feel like I need to take <laughs> more, like shots and like hang out and do my thing. Oh shit! Okay. 
or just like pee and walk around the block and shit? That's tough. Um, I could go with either. Currently, as we are recording, it is 1146. Um, I mean, are you going to be cool to drive if we take another shot? Yeah, like in an hour. Okay, well then let's fucking walk around. All right. Cool. That's it. <laughs> Four days.